cold is it out there today? 28 degrees. 28 30, degrees? 34, 39. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 37. Freezing. When we wear these extra pair of gloves, <laughs> my, hands are, my hands are sweaty. <laughs> Good. Oh no, no, no. Babcasters, this is Scott Dean back by popular demand. You know, you have like the, it might still be like top three, top three listen to um, episodes really? on the Fabcast. Yeah. But see, like, it's all about content and what's the latest content, so I'd, I'd be surprised. Yeah, well, I actually, when I uploaded my kids singing singing a song, um, This Is How I Fight My Battles, that one has, has like over a thousand. Nice. That's like over a thousand, which is nothing in the, in the nowadays with the, in the social media world. That's like, that's like chump, chump change views. Right. There's like little kids getting like a billion, whatever. Anyways, um. <laughs> Joey bit my finger. Yeah, jo no, um, is it Joey? We all, uh, uh, we all know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that oh, gosh, David, no. Charlie. Charlie bit my Charlie finger. bit my finger. Come on, dude. There was a Y in there, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. That's my kids, they'd know. Scott Dean, what, uh, man, what have you done last since we talked? Because you were on here in 2017, February. Oh, uh, gosh. I don't know. 17, 18. <laughs> it's been two years. Yeah, I guess, it, yeah. Yeah. What have I done in two years? Yeah. Um, what, so, what what are you currently reading? Okay, so I'm I'm currently reading uh, Rami Shapiro's How to Be a Holy Rascal. Um, Rami Shapiro is a rabbi, uh, and he and he has several books out. Um, he's big on interfaith dialogue, and it's um, I, I got turned on to him because Richard Rohr quoted him in one of his daily meditations and then you talked about him yeah yep. uh, in your I read recovery recovery yep and I saw that audio yeah is he a practicing night. rabbi mm-hmm yeah he had a congregation for uh, a long time and then he taught the Bible uh, I know he's been a professor from time to time and now I think he's just a professional holy rascal he, he taught the Bible like like the 66 book canon or he just taught Old Testament he um, he didn't go into it in his book um, it wouldn't surprise me if he could teach New Testament to the guys like all around. Sharp. Yeah, in the in the book Holy Rascal, he quotes more from the New Testament than he does from the Old Testament. That's hilarious, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah I've so I've met like four uh, Jewish rabbi Navy chaplains, and every single one of them was like um, the most down to earth, hilarious, funny guy. Like. Um, Sure. This uh, I met one at, at chaplain school. He was talking to a group of chaplains that, that were just graduating. Mm -hmm. Old old Jewish guy. I think it was like Rabbi Schwartz, Schwartz or something <laughs> like that. And he goes, he was an old guy. And then his, his his wife was a young Filipina. And he goes, gentlemen. It was a class full of guys. He goes, gentlemen, welcome to the chaplain corps. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna get shot at. You might be deployed to Iraq. But it's too late. You're already in. Oh, I'm gonna cut this guy off. So that was their that was their intro speech to the chaplain corps. That's how it you was like that, oh, oh I, uh, That was the induct. I was, and uh, yeah, every single guy, Rabbi Newman, all these guys have just been classic sharp guys. So uh, Shapiro, so uh, can you give us a synopsis of holy how to be a holy rascal? I like that yeah, word. Sure, I like yeah. that word rascal. Rascal. Yeah. Yeah. Kolohe in, in Hawaiian. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my, that's my son's nickname. 
Really? Kolohe, because he's because he's a little rascal. Was he dubbed that by? Uh, my brother, my brother, my brother okay. called him. Oh no, no, my brother calls him. Yeah, my daughter. He calls my daughter Kolohe. Kolohe Kai. <laughs> little rascal, rascal of the sea. All right. Anyways, <laughs> holy rascals. What, what's that? That's interesting. Well, I haven't finished the book, so I, I don't know if I can give the book a, a full, fully fair review. But I would, I would say the premise of the book is that um, we have this calling in life to honor the sacred texts that uh, we grow up on. As well as honoring the sacred texts that others grow up on. Okay. But in that honoring, when we get trapped in a very literal interpretation of our scriptures, yeah. then we can get trapped in very violent, genocidal, uh, hate-filled interpretations of how we're supposed to live. Because if you uh, look at some of the 613 Deuteronomical laws. You know, if you live your life strictly by those laws of the Old Testament, which yeah. not many people in modern yeah. times yeah. do, um, or if you follow, you know, some of the uh, things that are told that we're supposed to do, then you know, then we'll be cutting out eyes and we'll be. Well, yeah. So on that, uh, one one little one little rabbit trail, right? Yes. You said there's 613 laws. Right. Um. You you got tattoos from starting from your neck down to your ankles. Right. So I've so, never followed them. Yeah. <laughs> so well. Disclosure. Now, now, you know, we got all kinds of um, people in the church, people in the world. Actually, people who listen to this show that that would be like, ugh, tattoo. Like, so how? <laughs> It's a reality. So what's your response to people who are like, ah, I've actually mentioned tattoos in, in a sermon once. Um, yeah, I, what's your response? Yeah. What's your gracious response to people who are like, oh, man, oh, tattoos uh, of the devil. De- Deuteronomy says don't right. mark your skin. Yeah, you know, honestly, I heard a preacher once, and, and it resonated with me when he said, he said, we can't pick and choose what we're going to follow in the Old Testament. Right. And... Um, you know, some of the most gracious preachers, pastors, ministers, rabbis, um, chaplains that I've met uh, allow for for their interpretation of the Bible and, and how it tells us to live and, and gives others a, a wide berth and grace as to how they interpret it. And I, I think people... I think mature Christianity, mature religion, followers, mature followers of any religion will come to believe and come to understand that um, God is always present in everyone's life, always drawing them to himself. And there's always prodigal places within all of us. You know, some people might have outright problems with their finances. Um, God's drawing them to good stewardship. Some people have a real hard time with judgment of others. And, yeah. 
you know, who am I to look down on them and their their sin of judgment? Mm-hmm. Some people's um, struggles are very plainly read in their lives. Other people's, you know, but I, I think that, and, and it's happened to me, where people have confronted me in the name of Jesus about my tattoos. Yeah. And, uh done so in a way that there was no there was no redemptive quality to their confrontation yeah and uh spirit of christ in it yeah it felt like like a stone was being thrown like so when do when do you bust out the the um so i noticed that the corners of your head are cut (laughs) right there appears to be two different types of materials in the clothes that you're wearing yeah yeah i I noticed you didn't stone your kid when he had disobeyed you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like you did more Sunday than you should have <laughs> during a Sabbath. Yeah, six hundred and thirteen. That's just that's too taxing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, how how do we how do we get there? We were talking about holy rascals. So yeah. So the premise of the book is, and I love this because I practice Aikido. There's a section of the book that Rami Rami Shapiro talks about using Aikido with people's theology. And so Ooh. what he'll say is this. He'll say something like, um, yeah, like you, you take people's um, euphorisms, religious euphorisms, or those false beliefs that we have about God, you know, that you might see an Instagram on, like, the background of, like, a, you know, a beach with a sunset. And you take those things and you you cunningly yet graciously um, redirect them show them how kind of silly some of those thoughts can, can be yeah um, without you know, with compassion and, and grace sure um, so he does this ridiculous thing where he does like children's letters to God um, where he'll take these commonly held notions about God and, and we'll twist them around to show how, how ridiculous some of those things can be. Um, and like one of them is like, um, dear God, this is Johnny. My daddy says that um, you took mommy home because you missed her and you wanted her to be with you. Do you think maybe you could just send my dad a card and not take him home? I will send you a stamp. Yours, yeah. Johnny. You know. Yeah, the stuff that comes out of our mouth, meaning well-intentioned, right. like, to comfort someone in the midst of their loss. Another one, and I, you know, I don't want to alienate some of your listeners. I, I personally don't believe in substitutionary atonement. Well, um, and, and explain what that is. So I don't. Richard Rohr says I, that he, and I, I quote Who's a Catholic him a lot. priest. Yeah. Catholic priest, yeah. yeah, Franciscan priest. He writes, uh, Jesus came. To change man's beliefs about God, not to change God's beliefs about man or God's heart towards man. Yeah. And so, um, I, I get it. There's a, there's so many verses in the New Testament that point to the sacrificial idea that that Christ had to come and His blood has to cover us in order for God to, you know, justify us. Yeah. And and Luther talks about Christ's blood as being like snow on like dog poop and where the dog poop and stuff <laughs> really he said that yeah snow on dog poop yeah, yeah. all right 
essentially. But he used German words that sounded much cooler. Oh, yeah, yeah. German's much more eloquent than... <laughs> Schitzel. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> so, Rami Shapiro, one of his letters is like, Dear God, this is Joey. And the preacher says that you're angry at us and that you had to murder your son in order to love us. Why are you so mad at us? Did it really require the death of somebody to yeah. approve of us? And something like that, something yeah. to that effect. Um, so his, his whole belief, and, and, and you know, if you do believe in substitution and atonement, I, I, I'm not judging or questioning or, you know, we could talk about it. But, yeah. Um, his whole thing about being a holy rascal is that wherever you are in your belief about God, um, we lovingly accept where other people are in their belief about God and their belief about Scripture, and we we act in such a way with others um, that shows compassion, that shows grace, that also is not afraid to uh, lovingly push the boundaries um, to move towards being a blessing towards all the families of the earth. You know, what yeah. Abraham was called to do yeah. uh, years ago. And we don't become a blessing to the other families of the earth when we live in this very exclusive, we're in, we're out, they're out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody ever says like, I'm not going to heaven, but. <laughs> You know, those people are... Black and white. Usually it's well, always, we follow this, yeah. this, and this. Well, and you, you and I have met many people that says, I'm going to hell. You know I'm going to hell, right? Oh, like, yeah, well, what, yeah. What makes you think that? Yeah. Well, I, I think so many of us are stuck with this notion of, like, this old white guy on a throne tallying up our sins up in heaven. Yeah, like Gandalf. Which is, like, more like Zeus, yeah, than yeah. it is, you know. And it's, you, you know... I've read some of the writers that I've read in the last two years talk about this progressive notion that, and, and it's probably, I'll probably get burned at the stake by some of my conservative brothers, but there's almost this belief that God allowed, out of his graciousness and wisdom and knowledge and sovereignty, he allowed humans to write the Bible. And it doesn't yeah. mean that the scriptures aren't wholly inspired, but it also means that within the Bible, there might just be this progressive understanding of who God is, that sure. perhaps there is still, you know, a tribal understanding during, you know, the Jews' tribal days, you know, and then you see this culmination in Christ, and you see Christ interpreting his own holy scriptures by highlighting certain prophets and not talking about other purity laws. Um, yeah, but man, we just covered a lot. Pro in, pro uh, progressive, fifteen minutes. Yeah, progressive. So, so here's here's what I, a revelation I got a few years ago. Um, I was, it was this like intro study by Andy Stanley. Uh, it's like starting point, and he yes. just asked a simple question, like, what did we do before we had the Bible? Mm. And I never thought of it up until that point. And, and I I go, yeah, what did we do? 
and like before the canon of scripture was yeah be, before the Gutenberg press in the what is that oh, 15, yeah. 15th century sure sure um, and it dawned on me that people did well we didn't have it so we actually had to talk to other people and say well hey so what's your experience what has God done in your life and, and so it was more communal and although they meant well by by putting it all in one one little pocket size where's my Gideon's here my nine mil <laughs> Um, it really privatized it privatized the reading of scripture when it used to be a communal thing right or, right. or I like the drug deal thing like hey I got a page of first John I'll trade you for some first Timothy yeah and oh you, yeah you'd go love me some first Timothy I'll trade you in a heartbeat or you know like it's in North Korea or China be like pulling it out of your mouth like a drug deal yeah like hey I snuck in this or when people couldn't even read and they had yeah. to have it read to them yeah communal you know, but the Holy Spirit still worked in and through people. Oh. Yeah, Rob, Rob Bell's funny. He talks yeah. about, like, he's Rob like, Bell, is that some sort of conservative, conservative, conservative guy? Yeah. He wrote a little book called Love Wins. I love, is, I love Rob Bell. I love Rob Velvet Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you say? But he said, uh, he wrote a book called What is the Bible? And, uh, you know, you gotta take it with a grain of salt because he's yeah. talking about, it, it, it's, what is the Bible? How an ancient book of poetry, literature, um, prose can yeah. change and impact your life forever. And he talks about, um, you know, recognizing the time and the culture that the Bible grew out of, you know. Shoot, I don't have, well, I need to get my ID out of the back, uh, back seat. Uh oh. Yeah, that's okay. It's in the trunk. That's okay. Oh, no. I'll hang a left here. Okay. There's inspiration everywhere. There's. Yeah. Is that is that along the lines of of all truth is God's truth? If it's true, it's true anywhere. By liberals, and I, I think there's a danger in subscribing to one person's right. way of interpreting. I think yeah. that it's important that we continue to get outside of our comfort zones. You know, sure. if if you were, if you grew up Presbyterian and all you read was Presbyterian writing, or all you read was Reformed tradition you're doing yourself a disservice because there's things that Eastern Orthodox Christianity yes. that's been cut off from the West for centuries can offer you in your growth, in your spiritual practice. Right. Um, so don't be afraid to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tim Keller recommends that too. Like, read, read, the, other, read the other view. Absolutely. Um, there's, there's, there's another school of thought that's like, well, bankers don't study counterfeit money. They only study the real McCoy so that mm -hmm. when, they, when they finally get a hold of something, counterfeit then then they know it just by touching it but yeah I'm, I'm with you so that that reminds me like I used to be so passionate about debating theology and I got sucked into it yesterday I admit I just I hook line and sinker I bit because some guy he told me that um, the King James is, is the original like it's from straight from the canon like it doesn't even make, it doesn't even make any sense but I, I leaned into it anyway. I leaned into it anyways, and I, I threw out the well. Which version? The 1611, the one that has all the mistakes. Like, but I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that. So I confess that, and I repent, and thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Covered by the blood. Yeah, but I, there's so many people debating and getting passionate about politics and theology, and so. Yeah. Uh, one time, these two uh, Jehovah's Witnesses came to my house. Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, I love Jehovah's Witnesses. But so they came in the house and they're all dressed nice and they came in and I was like, oh, come in. And I lived in Hawaii at the time. 
and Jeanette was in the kitchen. She's like, oh gosh, here we go. Like, yeah. She's still, I mean, not in a bad way, but she's like, here we go. These guys don't really know what they're getting into. But I said, sit down, and we started having, I said, so, so what is, so they, they shared their spiel, and I said, um, so what has Jehovah done in your life? And, and he's like, well, you know, I, I, he changed me. I'm a changed man. I was like, yeah, but, but like, how? I'm asking you how. And, uh, and then he goes, well, I, I used to be a sinner. And I was like, okay, so how, like, how, how are you a sinner? And I, so I started, I started pressing on him and he, he just did not want to go into a story. And I, I know we're, we're strangers, but I said, can I just share what God's done in my life? And then I start, started talking about all the ways I've been unfaithful to my wife, like from mentally down. And, and then I talked about how, um, the Lord delivered me from, like, how can I say this in a G grade? Um, from, he delivered me from um, uh, just an impure mind um, in, in places in my house where I used to hide and have impure thoughts, right? So, <laughs> and, th- and things I would do in private. And so it got really awkward, right? Because, oh, this guy just what? And I was like, and I was like, and, I, and I, that woman over there, and I started pointing at my wife, I know, I said, now she knows every single thing about me and, and all those thoughts I used to have and the people I was thinking about. And, and then that's what God's done in my life. And, and I would like to, I would like to share that with the world. And and then it wasn't going anywhere. So they, they, they busted out. They, well, you know, there's someone waiting in the car outside. And I'm like, why is he waiting in the car? Like he should have been in here with us. But, <laughs> Bring but, him in. But, alternative to debating theology and philosophy and politics and and the role of confession yeah in quote-unquote sharing the gospel like is a good gospel presentation void of like going into anything personal or uncomfortable or vulnerable or is is vulnerability like part of sharing the gospel story i rarely i don't think that airtight arguments and logic you know, no one's like I, I've never seen like like a you know like a lawyer like bring somebody to Christ by just slamming the opposition. Old school to um, to debate and, and win an argument. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, there's a time and a place though, because there might be somebody who's a devout atheist that yeah. longs to engage with a Christian sure. who is well read. Who is not um, who's not going to take his or her you know aggressiveness right the wrong way but is going to kindly redirect it sure but I think like a keto yeah. right exactly thank you yeah absolutely yeah I listen to a lot of um, I used to um, uh, Robbie Zacharias yeah and he's, he's pretty he's pretty gracious but he can turn up his aggressiveness when, when they get aggressive. He, he meets them um, with the same energy and sort of redirects it. Sure. Um, and I like that style. But there's other guys on online, like the wretched guy. Um, it's just too intense for me, man. It's too, it's, it lacks like, grace. Like God's not dead. You know, like you see the Christian student like just slamming the professor yeah. In front of the class. And it's yeah. and then you see Kevin 
Sorbo getting killed <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I... Was Kevin Sorbo in Best of the Best, that, that karate movie in, in the 80s? He was Hercules. He was Hercules, yeah. yeah. But before that, I think there was a... Anyways. I need to see this. Digress, yeah. Is this two lanes or one lane? This is supposed to be two. Okay. Yeah. I... Yeah, I mean, I... I don't... I'm... I'm I'm not trying to judge God's Not Dead. I'm just saying that, um, the Which times, is a great, it was, it was a good movie. The times that I've led people to the Lord have been, you know, probably because God was the one that put me in that place at that time with those people. Right. It's, it's just been more of an authentic sharing of my own experiences. Yes. And I think people resonate because we, we live our lives through the lens of story. And when you're able to share authentically from your own, it impacts other people. Yeah. Right. Coming in our security gate here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, go offline here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that that is so. It's so interesting. Hold on. How's it going, man? All right. Thanks. Appreciate you. All right. Back on track here. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing the story. So. I mean, I was, I was brought up. No, no. When when you present the gospel, you, you share this, this, and this. That Jesus Christ died. He lived. He died. He resurrected. Ascended. That's good. That's good. That's true. Uh, but there was no room for for um, actually demonstrating the gospel by how much I needed um, the power of the gospel in my life, like from from deliverance from something. Yeah, I think vulnerability, you know, and, and being able to um, share your own struggles, you know, your own, just like Paul does in Romans 6 and 7, you know, talking yeah. about, um, I, I think when you look at like 80s and 90s Christianity, it was st still about kind of maintaining this appearance, and you see it in the televangelists, you know. Oh, yeah. I think now we're moving into a time when it's okay to talk about difficult things. It's okay to talk about sexual assault. It's okay to talk about suicide. And that's... It's a good thing. Because I, we're humans. We're messy. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. Unless, unless we're able to talk about how Christ comes as a messy messiah into our messes... Yeah, not not to be afraid. That's a good. That's a uh, come up to our destination. That's a good way to, to wrap it up. And I'm gonna get holy rascals. Are you uh, when you say you re you're reading the book? Are you are you like me? And that means you're listening on Audible. Of course. Or are you listening on Audible? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I like to read too, but sometimes I'm I'm Audible because I'm on the road so much. Oh yeah. All right, man. Let's close with this. Uh, what, what's your favorite band? Thrice. Thrice. Yes. Yes, I knew that. I just wanted to create <laughs> that out there. All right, so uh, my son and I are, are memorizing the lyrics to "Artist in the Ambulance." Mm. Where's that on your on your uh, thrice, you know, list of? Yeah, so I, I love me some "Artist in the Ambulance." Yeah. Um, What's it about? I got the, I got the song memorized now, but I don't. I just don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dustin was basically trying to express that in art, we're able to talk about difficult things it's things that society is struggling with and 
Um, you could talk about, you, you could even probably stretch it as far as to say, you know, shows like The Simpsons and South Park is a form of art. And they're able to... I love me some Simpsons. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're exactly gospel according to The Simpsons. And they're able to talk about difficult subjects that our, our nation is struggling with in a way um, that kind of disarms the... Cultural. Uh, yeah, yeah. It it, it it doesn't cause people to to put their dukes up. It, it right. It diffuses explosive situations with humor. But but begins the conversation. So I think he's trying to say that uh, art, music, comedy, you know, sculpture, paintings. Yeah. Uh, through that medium of art, we're able to uh, delve into hard things. So, so artists in the ambulance, right? Like, late night, brakes lock, hear the tires squeal, red light can't stop, so I spin the wheel. So he's, so I, I told my kids, yeah, it's like a guy who gets in an accident, and then the artist in the ambulance is, I just made it up, as some kind of angel. Yeah, it's there, I, there to address the wounds of society, and to, to in, by confronting society with art, and uh, exposing our sins, exposing our wounds, you know, I mean, yeah. look, at, look at civil rights, you know, like we're still, we're so far from the days of Martin Luther King, but, you know, as far as time, a lot of time has passed, but there's still so much that needs to be done yeah. in um, making equality a thing and giving every kid a chance to grow up and have a safe, yeah. you know, productive life. Yeah. It's, that's, that's really deep. I don't, how did you get that? Just by studying. Modest in the ambulance. Oh well, I've I've heard a lot of interviews by Dustin Kensrue yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now it makes sense because the bridge is uh, rhetoric can't raise the dead. Yeah. Um, I'm sick of all this talking when there is no change. That's that's the. Yeah. Uh, he Dustin Kensrue, I think, he he wasn't he hadn't accepted Christ at that point, but he was. Okay. You can see in his lyrics he'd been moving towards yeah. that, and then he started reading a lot of C.S. Lewis and. Um, you know, accepted Christ after after that album. Yeah, after v the artist in the ambulance album. Yeah, Visu was when he really latched on to. Uh, I mean, you just image of the invisible. Yeah, you know all those things. That's oh. crazy. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Finally, the the, vi the video version. All right, <laughs> stand by I for, hope part, I didn't for part three. People. No, no, because I talk about Unoffendable by Brand Hansen on this show, so nice. no one's allowed to be uh, offended. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go work out.